Yes, 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 yes. Ladies, gents, it's going down right here on this very damn show today. Beloved Monday, top of the week. And now we shall speak. So let it be written. So let it be done. Little Shadamas on the mic one time for the one time. Man, when I tell you we got a loaded show today, yeah, I ain't lying. We got a loaded show today. I mean, the finals is in the books. Obviously, Friday, it went down. Golden State, all your NBA Finals champions, okay, salute to them. They had a crazy year of ups and downs, but, you know, they prevailed and they won the championship. And guess what? Even if you don't like it, you got to give credit where credit is due. And they deserve a whole lot of credit for how they bounced back this year from where they were the last two seasons. Salute to the Warriors, okay? We also got some stuff going on in the NBA. I mean, it's about to get real spicy up in this mug. Okay, we are talking about a whole lot of spicy topics in the NBA coaching highs or lack of coaching highs or somebody turning on a job or whether it be Kyrie or Bradley Bill. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the real Lil. Oh, my God. NFL today, too. We cannot forget about the NFL. We love the NFL here on the show as we do love other sports. We're going to talk about it here on this very damn show. But before I even pass the mic. To my co-host, I want to salute to all the fathers out here, okay? Yesterday was Father's Day. And, you know, I'm about to talk my stuff right now because I feel like a lot of fathers in this world don't get the jurisdiction due that they deserve. Now, I know everything is not perfect, but, um, you know, no shots at the mamas. We all love our mama here. You know what I'm saying? Trust me. Trust and believe, okay? You talking about the son of his mama? Yeah. Save the drama. You don't want to mess with that. But sometimes I do feel like the fathers... Don't get appreciated. Appreciated. They get this bad label, you know, of, you know, stereotypical, you know, um, you know, norm that fathers are not in the home when it comes to the black man. Well, if you actually took your time and did research, then you actually know that's fabricated. But the media fabricates a whole lot of things. But guess what? That's why you tune into new media, because we're going to break it down. I mean, I don't even need to break down the statistics. You got Google, right? Type it in. So salute to all the fathers, including my father. Okay. And um, I hope everybody had a good day yesterday, and I hope they spent it well. And happy Juneteenth, okay? And um, listen, we continue to strive, progress as a people, and do what we have to do to maintain and move on in this maze called the world and the obstacles that life presents us on a day-to-day basis. But without further ado, I'm done with my intro. I'm going to pass the mic over to my co-host, Take it away. Hey, man, appreciate it. Um, you know, it was a crazy weekend. You know, paradise is always among us, and especially inside internally. You're always doing great on this side, and I hope everyone else is doing great as well. Um, definitely hope everyone had a great on um, Father's Day. Um, I hope everyone had a very safe Juneteenth, and there was no mischief. I didn't hear about anything bad happening on Juneteenth during the barbecues. The um, little, uh, a couple, they had a couple of uh, parties in Prospect Park just to, for the observance and um, of the day. And, um, you know, I, I didn't hear anything bad, which is a beautiful thing. You know, we should be able to celebrate these days these, um, and in and, and harmony and peace. You know, and it shouldn't be all ending in violence or it's someone getting hurt. You know, as long as everyone's having a good time, that's what it matters. Good vibes only, good vibes by Zay. You hear, hear, heard it here first. Um, you know, this weekend of sports is just immaculate, especially even after the season has concluded with the Warriors winning the championship. We still got more news coming out of the NBA um, you know, there's a lot of things happening within the sports world, and I can't wait to break it down and talk about it today with Lil. Let's get it started. Ooh, fascinating, 
interesting debate show is live in the huddle. Listen, man, I love when people gather around and it's no bullshit. <laughs> That's cool with it. Mm -hmm. No fighting. There's no rioting. You know, like the Barclays Center with Javante Tank Davis and Rolly Romero during that fight. And listen, it's all good when everybody can have a good time. And mm -hmm. guess what? We're going to have a good time on this very damn show. Ain't going to be no fighting here. It may be debating, okay, at the top of our <laughs> lungs, but it's going to be out of all love. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get right to it. Episode 257. Topic number one. The Warriors win the NBA Finals. They beat the Boston Celtics in Game 6 for their fourth title since 2015. Is this the Warriors' most impressive championship? Zay, if you want to do the honors. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say this may be their most impressive championship due to the fact that they were lacking a lot of veteran presence in this locker room. Outside of Curry, Clay, and Draymond, you know, their depth wasn't really there. When we talk about the championship that they had previously, they had a lot of depth. They had Leonardo Barbosa of the world, the Sean Livingston's, Iguodala um, when he was defensively sound. They had um, <clears throat> at one point uh, Zaza Pachulia being able to, to um, swap out with him, Looney, uh, JaVale McGee at one point. Azili. Azili is too fast as So they had a lot of guys um, at one particular point. That was that was a, a multitude of depth in this particular playoffs. It kind of, you know, they didn't have what they really needed. They had uh, Jordan Poole, who emerged this season as one of the better um, comeback players. Not comeback players, but he improved mightily. You know, uh, we talk about Gary Payton, a guy who was in the G League, who may not have made the roster, becoming a big X factor on this team. Um, they didn't really play Kaminga and Moody much in the finals. Uh, they um. They didn't really have that much depth. Looney had to become come up big in this play in this final. So I think when you looked at the talent uh, perspective, this was probably the worst uh, talent uh, from the Warriors perspective team in the finals that we've seen thus far. You know, they they are they were missing a step in a sense of uh, talent on the roster, but they still got it done. So that's why for me, this championship was very impressive. It took, I believe, five out of six finals games. Curry needed thirty or more. You know, so it was interesting to see how everything came into fruition and they were able to win this this uh, championship against a Celtics team who surprises all and defeating the um, Brooklyn Nets, defeating the Bucks, defeating Miami. Those are three powerhouse teams, not only in the um, Eastern Conference, but in the NBA. And they were able to get to that finals appearance. And they looked like they was about to give the Warriors a run for their money because of how what they were showing us in the duration of the second half of the season and the, um, the playoffs. Uh, I want to say this, you know, for sure, Clay Thompson is such a big name and he requires so much attention on the floor that it, it enables guys like um, Andrew Wiggins to have easier time, has an easier time on the floor. And I, I got to give him his flowers now because this was a guy who there were people were calling a bust. They were saying he wasn't a number one. He wasn't. He's not a guy who knows the game of basketball, who knows how to play within a team and help them win. And we saw here that he's been one of the better defenders on the team, not only on the team, but also in the league as a wing defender. Uh, he's a, his three-point shot has um, improved dramatically, um, and he's able to win uh, play winning basketball. And I think that was something that um, we noticed with this Warriors team. So I think, you know, it was a big shout-out to everyone there. And, you know, the Warriors definitely impressed me during this championship run. Yeah, I'm going to disagree. You know, not granted. This year, for all the reasons you described, it is an impressive run. 
right? I'm not saying it's not impressive. It is. I mean, Curry, Clay, you think about the last two seasons with Clay and his injuries and the Warriors being at the bottom and being a lottery team to now, you know, coming out and, and actually regaining that form of what was a dynasty that potentially still is a dynasty. But nevertheless, it's not their most impressive one, in my honest opinion. And the reason why I break it down like this, I think when you look at the Warriors, even though they did not have the talent that they once had, they had the experience. And sometimes experience is more valuable than talent. But I'll expand on my experience route in a second. I'm going to go here. Now, when we look at the Warriors and we talk about the misconception that Curry didn't have no help in these finals, I think it's, it's retarded because they got just enough. Curry got just enough help, okay, to edge out this series. When you talk about the insurmountable, tremendous job of Andrew Wiggins on both sides of the floor. Literally coming to his own offensively and defensively. I never knew this guy was a lockdown defender like that. I know he had his potential to be a defender. He was steadily improving. But I didn't know he was this good. This good till he actually locked up my dude Tatum. Didn't give him no bail at all. Okay, we talking about historical numbers here. 23 turnovers from Jason Tatum's. And Jason Tatum, excuse me, in six games, including five in the closeout game in game six. Curry got enough of Clay in games three, four, and five. Enough of Dre in game five and six. The pool party did some viable things from time to time as well, including daggers at the end of halves. Okay, to literally build momentum. They got just enough. And the experience was just enough to edge out this series and and you know what? That experience became the most valuable asset. This whole finals run for the Warriors. Because when we go to the first round, okay, when they played the Grizzlies, there was some tough battles, but they won that joint through experience. And then, obviously, John Morant, he gets hurt, and they without John Morant. Now, I know the Grizzlies, this regular season, have played great without John Morant. But come playoff time, as my guys they alluded to, and as football obvious or basketball obvious, excuse me, allude to, and football obvious too, that your role players can get you there, but you need your superstars to take you there. Okay, so Jawa wasn't there. The Warriors was going to win that series regardless. Okay, now we get to the second round. Who are we playing? Actually, that was the second round. Let's get to the first round. Rewind, please. The Nuggets, a one-man show in Jokic. We really think Jokic was going to win two games? Come on now. It wasn't going to happen. He's the MVP, but guess what? Listen, he ain't Superman. He wasn't going to do it by himself. So now we get to the third round, which is the Western Conference Finals. And we go to a team against uh, the Mavericks. Okay, we go against the Mavericks with Luka, who's Luka-centric. Okay, who haven't been on the stage before. They got bounced the last two seasons in the first round. Okay, they finally over-exceeded expectations. They were just playing with house money. They didn't know what it is to be here. The Warriors ran circles around these cats, packed them up. Now we get to the finals, okay? And we talk about who they playing in the finals. Yes, a great Celtics team, right? Athletic, talented, depth-wise, they got it. But experience-wise, they don't got it. Now you can say, Lil, wait, wait, hold, hold up. This team went to the Eastern Conference Finals two times in the last couple of years. What are you talking about? Eastern Conference Finals and Finals. Ask them what's the difference. It's a major difference, okay? It's a major difference playing in the biggest stage of them all, okay? And it showed when they was up 91 to 85, okay, with a chance to go up 3-1. 
and couldn't even buy a shot off eBay. That's experience. The Warriors went on the road, hostile environment. Screw you, Draymond. F you, Draymond. Aisha Curry, you can't cook. Shh. We've been here before. Ignore the noise. We're going to play ball and we're going to win. So even though the Warriors wasn't the athletic team compared to Boston or the most talented team in years past, they had the experience. And that's why they're the finals champions right now. And to leave you with this, day and give it right back to you. What one is the most impressive? If it's not this one, it's always the first one to me. 2015, when they were actually down 2-1 to LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, the baby Warriors then. Now you can say, wait, hold up. Um, hold on. Let me look at the statue. Oh, Kyrie Urban not there. Kevin Love not there. Lit, what are you talking about? Well, guess what? I don't run my mouth. I mean, I do sometimes, but not like Draymond Green because he told it on his podcast. Evidence, self-incriminating evidence right there for me. He said, playing LeBron James is harder than playing these Celtics team right here that we playing right now. He told it to you. Gave me the assist. The assist is yours now, bro. <laughs> Um, you know, I think Draymond, when he's in a, in a moment of stuff, he he kind of just talks. You know, I think he rambles a lot. And um, I think that was one of the instances because outside of LeBron James, the second best player on that team was Matthew Dellavedova, who was defending Stephen Curry on the floor. So it, it was like one of those um, finals where I'm not taking away that championship from them. Of course, you got to, you know, take out a wounded animal when you see him. Uh, but that team had the veterans, like I stated that the Warriors were lacking this season. You know, they had the Leonardo Barbosa's, the Sean Livingston's. Now, those names are not, um, if, you, if you're just looking for stars, those are not star names, but those are role players who play a pivotal point. Those are guys who came in the league at one point in time were um, really talented players, guys who offenses were ran through through those guys. So they were able to go into an environment like Golden State and kind of command respect off the bench. By playing defense, Sean Livingston being six, seven, six, eight at the point guard position, being able to just shoot post fades over um, opposing guards at any time is something that's daunting to any team. I think that's something that the Warriors lacked in this play team. They didn't really have a go-to defender at the guard position coming off the bench outside of Gary Payton Jr., who is not the most reliable on offense. You know, he's somebody who can get you some points. Sometimes he'll get you 15 once in a blue moon. But he's not a guy who's going to give you five, six, seven, eight, nine points in a consistent basis because that's not his game. He's a defender, and that's what he does only primarily. Jordan Poole, he's like the more talented defensive, um, you know, off the bench player that they had, and even he has some inconsistent moments where he couldn't get going or he wasn't getting um scoring fast enough, almost scoring in um in spurts where he'll get five points in the first quarter and then probably the the fourth he'll probably get three or four. Like he's not a guy who's consistently a threat on the floor when he was supposed to be. So I think the veteran uh presence was lacking from that Warriors team. And I understand that the um Celtics, despite they had Al Horford and, and guys, they really had the experience like you stated. You know, they were inexperienced. And that's why a lot of things were happening in the finals that didn't go their way. There was a lot of physical play that was happening. But you know, just like a, like a rookie, you don't get the calls. Those inexperienced guys don't get the certain foul calls in certain, in certain ways, you know. And I think it was um, evident how these the vets like Draymond was doing almost anything out there and not getting calls for a lot of um, offensive fouls. He could have been called for a lot of offensive fouls and defensive fouls. Like, he probably could have fouled out every game if we're really talking about it. But there was a lot. There was, like, a little, like, bias towards Draymond, towards his, his aggressive play. We saw it. It, was, it wasn't like it was, like, we, no one knew. We saw it. We saw the play. It was a lot of physical play. But I think 
this is the most impressive just due to the fact that it took a lot to get to this point. You know, it took like Curry getting 30 points five out of six times out of series. It took Andrew Wiggins having an amazing series and, and um, locking up Tatum and, and enabling him to score, not enabling him to score in the way he wanted to. Um, it took uh, Kevin Looney having some great games. You know, it took Otto Porter having some good games. So it, it, it really came out of the everybody needed to play their part. And Curry having uh, outstanding finals performance that he had. Um, you can't ask for a better story. You know, everyone always talked about Steph Curry doesn't show up for the finals. They, that was like the running theme. The man averaged 30 in the finals uh, appearance against the Celtics. And one at home. And one at their road. Excuse me. 30-point uh, game. So, um, like I said, it was, it was a tough fought series. You know, I understand that. LeBron is the he brings fear out of people because everyone see how great LeBron is. So I know Draymond's saying it was tougher to play against LeBron because of who he is and what he brings to the floor on a daily basis. We get that, but when you just have LeBron versus Curry, Clay, Draymond, Andre Iguodala, you know it's it's not really as daunting when you have five versus one because LeBron had no one else on his team at the time that he could rely on to score. Or I mean, they did they did have a two one lead, but let me explain. Let me expand on that further point right there. So, you see, the way how it is and what Draymond Green is actually saying, and I actually agree 100% with Draymond, and I'm not even a LeBron guy, but it is what it is. The facts are the facts. I don't hate here on the show. Let's speak it. I mean, when you think about guys like LeBron James, even if we want to tie that into any other sport, for example, the NFL, a guy like Tom Brady, right? And I'm a Tom Brady guy. Obviously, you see the guy on my wall. I know. With a guy like Tom Brady, it doesn't matter what team we come with to the Super Bowl. We always going to have a shot because he's Tom Brady and he's great. And I'm not going to underestimate LeBron James and say he's not great. When you have a great player, they can take over a series. Okay, they can take over and, and win and, and be in there because you have that great player who's averaging 30 plus points per game. Okay, so. Look, that's basically what Draymond Green is saying. The IQ, the smartest basketball player on the floor is LeBron James, and he's going to make the right play. It just comes down to guys who made the NBA, who were good enough to make the NBA making these shots. That's what it comes down to. You don't have to be the fanciest name, drive the fanciest car. All you have to do is play. You don't even got to be a star. Just make the shots. The shots is going to be there, right? And guess what? LeBron James has shown us, even with KD, they had an opportunity to tie that series. To be honest with you, at home, when you think about it, when they went up 0-2, um, the, the, when they went up 2-0, excuse me, the Warriors, right? It came down to a final shot that KD had to make. And that's with KD in front of LeBron James. And when you think about Kyle Corbin, somebody missing a shot that LeBron James handed on a silver platter. I mean, come on, even with KD, LeBron James was keeping them in games. And now you're talking about an inexperienced Warriors team who... This was a first ride over there in the finals with Kate with um Kyrie Irving. Excuse me, with Steph Steph Curry. We can talk about Kyrie Irving next. I'm already thinking about Kyrie Irving. Anyway, um Steph Curry and Clay and the uh, the bench. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, they had a good bench and they had a better bench than they do have now. But now these guys have grown. They have learned a lot. Now they they went psychologically. Maybe not physically, maybe not talented wise, but psychologically, they got the edge. And that sometimes narrows the gap of talent. And when the talent, when you think about it, is really not that far off, the psychological part now becomes the beneficiary and the common denominator. And that's why I believe this is the most impressive 
finals one back in 2015, not today. I think, you know, I think it's um, you make a lot of valid points. Um, the first championship was definitely a tough one. Um, it just it leaves a disappointment because of the injuries due to uh, Kyrie and Kevin Love. I think that's what really was the, the sour taste, because like, even when they were down to one, there was no doubt in anyone's minds that the uh, Warriors weren't going to win. You know, it was like the Warriors are going to win this because Kyrie and Kevin Love are not on the floor. Like, no one was saying, oh, the Cavs are up 2-1. LeBron is going to uh, finish these two games out because he was doing everything on the floor. We're talking about he was um, defending the best player. He was shooting. He was scoring all the points. He was uh, facilitating everything. He was rebounding everything. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he led in every statistical category for the Cavaliers at that particular uh, juncture, which is um, very tiring. No, no man can do that. You know, it, it's not something that's feasible for anyone to do and then complete the mission by winning the finals or winning that series because it's, it's a long series. It's a long road. You know, seven games, even if it went to seven, six, seven games, it's, 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 a, long, it's a long kind of series where any man can just do that in efficiency and just be okay and like be fine, you know. So I think for me, like I said, this, this particular finals is the most impressive because we talk about Jalen Brown, we talk about Tatum, how they emerged into stars right away, damn near, from when they first entered the league to right now at this particular moment, they improved so vastly. We talked about Marcus Smart being the defensive player of the year. We talked about how much um, Al Horford has improved from each series, from playoff series to playoff series against the Nets, against the um, Bucks, and then also against Miami. Um, you talk about Robert Williams. Everyone talked about it. You even said to yourself, did the Celtics go to the finals? They're winning it. You said it on this show because because you said you saw how much they improved and how much talent that they had. And I think that's why, for me, I'm giving this the most impressive to the Warriors. It was a Cinderella story damn near. Clay comes back healthy enough to play. He comes in and, and kind of just allows um, his presence to be known and felt. And it, it kind of gave a, a boost to this Warriors team, which didn't have aspirations to win a championship this year. Everyone that I ever spoke to, every fan of the Warriors stated that they – the most you had them going, the you most you had them going is the Western Conference Finals. I had the Warriors going because I, and I for me, I, I did too. I did you too. Know, a lot of fans, though, a lot of Warriors fans, didn't have them going to the finals. They had them going to the Western Conference Finals and losing out. But I said, listen, if Clay is at least eighty percent healthy, this team is going to the finals because I already know what Clay means to this team. It's it's a different feel when Clay is on the court opposed to when he's off the court. When Clay is on the court, it's too much attention. You cannot guard Steph Curry straight up. You cannot guard Wiggins straight up. And then also have Clay looming around. You have to be able to play him honest, and you know he can shoot at anywhere at any given time. We both had the Warriors, let's be clear here, going to the finals when we made our early, early predictions right before the season started, right? And I think a lot of it for me was I looked at the Western Conference and I said, wait, hold up. What, what are we talking about here? Their biggest test is the Suns. And I think they will edge out the Suns. I always thought they were slightly a better team than the Suns. Slightly, but they could have went either way. And they didn't even have to play the Suns team. Imagine if they did. Now we're talking about a long series where Boston just went through two game sevens prior to the series. They was already burnt out too. I mean, come on. You're talking about how they, what they do both ends of the floor. They don't only score now. They defend now too. So think about all that energy. Gritty series against Miami. Gritty series against the Bucks, Game sevens upon game sevens. And how you talking about a longer series because they couldn't get the job done. Now, even though I picked the Celtics to win the finals, I also came on this show after game five and said the series was over. Why? 
Because game four told me all I need to know and showed me all I need to know. That Boston wasn't ready for the moment. The Warriors already knew what the moment was. But anyway, my last point, and then I'm done on this topic. Say, if you want to respond, I'll give you the last, the last punch at it. If not, we'll go to commercial break. My last point is, imagine Marcus Smart, right? Because think about it. The Warriors really didn't care. Because, look, you also had Steph Curry that graduated college, right? During this whole run, he graduated college, by the way. Okay, so he's mastering two things, okay? School and playing basketball. That's one. You get Draymond Green talking on the podcast all throughout the NBA Finals, right? Mastering two things. Not a lot of people can do that and get away with that. that that's experience right there. Now, imagine Marcus Smart, who struggled in this series, right? Imagine if it was Marcus Smart talking on the podcast. They would have got swept. That's experience, bro. We'll be back. We go to commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I know y'all not getting tired of watching In the Huddle over and over again. So like and subscribe to the channel and receive these new notifications of new uploaded content that will be coming your way. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm out. Peace.